This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, Rick Riley wrote for Sports Illustrated for more than 20 years, leaving to join ESPN, and then Rick stepped away from day-to-day sports writing about six years ago. His latest book, Commander in Cheat, is now out in paperback. I have waited 11 years to say this. It is a pleasure to welcome Rick Riley to the Augusta Golf Show. Hello, Rick. Well, as always, you know, for 40 years now, I've always been a Enjoyed my trip down to Augusta in November. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, is that going to be weird? Yeah. I mean, it's got to change the whole rhythm of the town, right? To some degree, to some degree, yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not on board a hundred percent yet. I'm, I'm on board more than I was ten days ago. But, but oh, I. Oh, you don't think it's going to happen? Well, I, I didn't. From the moment they announced the postponement, I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, and, mm. and, and, and now I. But I think they've committed themselves. I mean, even if this golf schedule starts later than it's supposed to, even for some reason, if we don't get this thing started until. September. I think they're in. I mean, I think that's why they chose that late date. Um, and, and I think we're going to do this thing now. Um, I think um, I can tell you, I can tell you, know, you. I, go ahead. I hope they do. I hope they do it without fans. Just, I want to see one tournament without fans because I have seen, uh, I don't know, maybe five guys over the years, just let the ball, Tiger Woods ball, hit him in the chest. So it stays on the green. I have seen a million guys purposely hit it into the stands where they can get a free drop. I've seen thousands of guys get a perfect lie in horrible rough because the fans matted it down. With no fans, they're going to have to play those shots like you and I have to play. And I think it's going to be interesting to see. Plus, they'll be able to hear every announcer like, really? Really? You think I'm, you, <laughs> am I that bad of a putter? They turn and turn and yell at Roger Maltby. You know, on a, on a serious note, Rick, I'm curious, as a, as a resident here, they have not told us this, um, club usually opens up for member play in October. Um, I have not heard anything about that happening. I think they've shut it down. It's, it's down now through the rest of the season, which is May. Right. But, but I haven't heard anything about it opening up in October, maybe before that November event. We'll see. We'll see. Well, you, you know, you would know better than me, but I was looking at the average temperatures in Augusta, and November's about 10 degrees cooler than April. And so to me, that's, that's not good for Tiger. He hates, he doesn't like playing with cold weather with the four back surgeries and the four knee surgeries. He likes to go through three or four shirts in a day and sweat, you know? Yeah. I mean, do you think it's appreciably cooler? Um, it is. But, you know, for those of us who live through the Augusta summers, we think golf in November is the best month to play. Um, but that's because we've been through our summer. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you know, you could get yourself a 55 or 58 degree day and you're right. Tiger's not going to like that at all. By the way, wasn't it awesome yesterday to watch the final round of 86? Oh my God. I covered that tournament with my first masters. I can remember on Wednesday of that week, my first masters, right? And we had this, we had this investigative report that Jack Nicholas was, close to being broke. So I had to go up to Jack Nicholas that week, first time I'd ever met him. <laughs> Mr. Nicholas, we hear you might be broke. And he's like, kid, come on in. He took me up to the champion's locker room and explained it all to me. And, and of course, he wasn't broke. He was just over-leveraged. 
But what a week it was. And then he ends up winning. And he gave an hour. I remember he gave an hour press conference afterwards. And guys were just choking because I can remember one guy just had nothing on his on his screen. That was when the computers first started. And he's like, it's just too big. It's too big. And uh, I remember just writing clear through till 7 a.m. Because that was our deadline at Sports Illustrated. Hit the button, jumped in my rental car. Because in those days you could go play Augusta if you had a if you had a press credential right. the next morning, and I got there. There was a hundred Japanese photographers ahead of me, and I remember uh, kidding to one of the Augusta guys later about it. And they started that year the media lottery mm-hmm. for guys to get on. Yep. Um, we're talking with Rick Riley here on the Augusta Golf Show. You know, you mentioned that telecast. Uh, that was my second Masters. And and, uh, and and we never got, you know, we were in the Quonset hut. We never got to really see television. I've seen all of the Masters movies and one-hour compilations, but not the broadcast from, like, start to finish. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. That was just incredible. And, you know, you you forget how what a perfect position Seve was in. He's in 15. He's got, a, what, maybe five iron in his hand. And just doesn't, he just completely smother toes the thing, doesn't even get across the water. And that was, to me, it was just pure nerves. Yeah. Nicholas had just made almost a 16. The place is pandemonium. It's finally calmed down. Nicholas is watching him or standing there on 17T, and he chunks it in the water. And then you forget Greg Norman yep. made an incredible birdie on 17, maybe the greatest birdie I've ever seen on 17. It's a complete. It's an amazing, like, low-hand punch shot out of the trees on 17. Most amazing shot I've seen there. Makes the putt. He hits it perfectly on 18. And then he just he just chokes. He just chokes on his four-iron. Yeah, a four-iron. He hit a four-iron into 18. Nobody's hitting four-iron. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's remarkable, too, um, isn't it? It's I, a four-iron, Greg Norman. Uh, b- 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 congratulations on the book uh, going into paperback. I, I commander in chief. Um, how proud of you, or how proud of you are of this book? Well, it's more it's more for fun because people started telling me Trump started running for president and saying he'd won twenty club championships. Well, at the time he was saying eighteen, and I know Trump. I played golf with him, and he had told me how he wins the club championships which is whenever he opens a course, he plays the first round by himself and declares that the club championship. So I'm like, but he's telling people he's a winner and that's proof. And I'm like, I'm not going to let him get away with that. So I started it as an article for The Athletic. I thought, well, this might be an article. And then I started finding out all this other stuff about him being a 2.8 handicap. I mean, I play with him. He's not bad. He's a 9 or a 10. The day he played against me, he shot... 79, but he took seven mulligans and a gimme chip in. I've never heard of that. So I thought I'd write kind of a tell-all book about his golf game and how he owns golf courses and how he doesn't pay people. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger. So we had we had four weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, or as Trump would say, four years. <laughs> and I, I've now got this paperback out. It dropped yesterday. But I had so many people tell me stories after the book came out. Amazing stories. Like um, the, the caddy master at uh, at Bedminster, Trump Bedminster guy named Tim Peel said, "Oh, we had to make sure every caddy had a full pocket full of four inch green tea." And I'm like, "Why?" And he said, "Because Trump tees it up in the rough." 
<laughs> so the paperback has even more stories about this guy. Okay. Oh, that's great. So you've you've added in the paperback version. Good. I've um, never had to before, but I mean, I had to roll up my car windows. People were telling me stories. <laughs> Um, I, I, I love that. Again, the book is available now in paperback, wherever you get your books. It's called Commander in Chief. Well, they're all closed. Well. All those places are closed. You can get them at Amazon, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, you, before I let you run, you were talking about 1986. Um, is that your favorite Masters? If not, what's your favorite Masters? It's not just my favorite Masters. It's the favorite thing I covered, have covered in 42 years of sports. I'll never forget it. I can remember seeing a guy leave his Hagen dazs stand or whatever it was he was selling and run. I mean, to, to, to see this, it was history. We were all going to be biting off a, a big taste of history because the guy went, he shot 65. He was seven under his last nine holes, I think. I mean, he was just making everything. He, and he bogeyed 12. That was, the, that was an incredible part of it. But he was hitting... Remember, he was putting with that big Hoover yep. vacuum attachment, yep. and everything was going right in the heart, and he doesn't see well, and his, and his caddy was having to tell him where the ball was. And he just, he, people forget he really hit the ball really well that week. It was the first or second week he played well that whole year. And the idea that he didn't just win, he took down the greatest names in golf. Kite, Norman, Seve. I mean, th- those guys were, were, were the... Were the, were the heroes of the day. And here is this guy comes, hadn't done anything in four years. And I, I've just never heard it that loud. I'd never heard it that loud in my life. In fact, I think it was the loudest I ever heard any outdoor place. And I've been at stadiums. So it was freaking incredible. He is Rick Riley. Again, his latest book, Commander in Cheat, is now available in paperback. You can Amazon.com. Um... Rick, I thank you for taking the time to do this. It's great to catch up with you. I miss you this week. Uh, stay, stay well, stay safe, stay home, and, and we will do this again. Question, how much ice are they going to have to put on the azaleas to make them work in November? <laughs>